0: And night for breakfast, old friends, new way to wake up on Mix One Hundred Six Point
1: Three. Right now, though, time for uh, to play back part one of our chat with two phenomenal chaps.
0: The rescue of the twelve Thai boys and their soccer coach from a flooded cave in twenty eighteen. I mean, it's been described as the greatest rescue ever, almost a miracle, right? Yeah critical to its success, were two beautiful gentlemen, our Australians of the Year, who join us.
1: I'm looking at a picture of them right now on the They're cover very of their book. are handsome. i, I got to tell you, fellas, you're looking very special forces right mm. there. Oh, now, now, stop it. I'm just saying. Uh, Craig Challen and Richard Harris. Gentlemen, welcome to Hello. the show. What an honour it is to have you on board. Well, great to be with you guys.
0: Take us back to that moment, that moment where either you got a phone call or whether you heard of uh, the 12 Thai Boys who had gone into the cave and you thought, I've got to get there and I've got to help.
2: Well, we've been following the story like a lot of Australians, I guess, little snippets in the newspaper. Some boys are lost in a cave. And with each day that passed, I think we were like most people, we thought there's zero chance these boys are still alive. And then on day nine, the British divers found them and they were sitting up on this very high ledge, surrounded by floodwaters, 2.6 kilometres into this uh, cave. And then the question suddenly became, right, they're alive, but how on earth are they going to come out of this place? It seemed like an impossible issue to solve. So. We've both been involved in some training around cave rescue, almost for this exact situation, but of course never expecting that it would be children and Mm. never expecting it would be in a foreign country. So we were somewhat prepared, but this really did come from left field. So when one of those British divers pulled us up and asked us if we could uh, help out. Of course, we were pretty keen and happy to come.
1: Guys, I, I read the press release that came with the book, and it, it just that part of it in itself is thoroughly fascinating, especially, Richard, with your background as an anaesthetist, when you were told that the plan included sedating the boys to bring them through a jagged, dark cave and out the other side. Your reaction initially was, you're out of your damn mind, it can't be done. Am I paraphrasing too hard there?
2: No, that's absolutely my, was my sentiment. So Rick Stanton rang me, yeah. um, one of the British guys, and said, what do you think about sedating these children? And I said, it's just impossible. There's no way you can render someone unconscious and then immerse them for three hours and expect them still to be alive at the end of that. So I said, um, look, we're happy to come over, but you better come up with a better plan than that in the meantime.
1: But that's the Australian way, isn't it? You, you tell an Australian person, this can't be done, and we will figure out a way to mm. get it done.
2: Well, it just turned out that there was no other plan. Um, you know, <sighs> once we were there and you know, feet on the ground, we, we had a look for ourselves, and we realised these British guys were exactly on the money. There was no other idea that had any chance of success. And whilst I thought this still had no chance, it was the best of the worst plans.
0: And were wow. they were they the conversations that you were all having together? Were you, were you huddled around saying, look, we're going to give it our best shot, but let's set our expectations. We don't think we're going to pull any of these boys out alive.
3: we would reached the conclusion there was no other chance for these boys. And if they stayed in the cave, which was one of the ideas, that they could stay in there for four to five months until the waters settled down wow. and the cave dried out and they could walk out again. But we thought there was no chance that we would be able to get in all the food and supplies that they needed in time and that they would survive being wet and cold for all that time without getting infections and getting sick. So there was nil chance uh, unless we tried this cave rescue. So in that case, you know, if they were all going to die anyway, we couldn't make that situation any worse. And we just had to step up, make our plan and... Get going with it.
0: Do you know what was being communicated to their parents or their family at that stage? Or for you guys, is that just the sort of information that you're probably saying to the emergency services? You know what? Don't tell us. We're just here to focus on what we're here to do.
3: Yeah, well, we were pretty busy just with the the plan. We didn't meet the parents or have anything to do with them. They were on site, but uh, not really near us, and we were pretty isolated from everything else that was going on while we concentrated on the diving. So we didn't get to meet them until we actually went uh, back to Thailand in April this year, which was about nine months after the rescue happened. We met some of the parents then, and they did seem to be pretty happy with us.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, you know, that seems
1: fair (laughs) enough, I guess, in hindsight.
0: Wow. um,
1: Now, just quickly, too, uh, I'm fascinated by the, the logistics of the whole rescue operation. Were there any ideas put forward other than the one we went with, which turned out to be great in the end, any other completely wacky ideas mm. like are we going to drill down from above, yeah. come in sideways? What ridiculous ideas were put on the table initially?
2: Well, none of these ideas seemed ridiculous at all, to be honest, because we were looking for any excuse to get out of the idea that was um, you know, looming as the, the one that might involve us. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they were trying to pump the water out of the cave, drill down to feed supplies and fresh air into there, find other entrances. You've probably heard about the involvement of Elon Musk turning up with a little submarine idea, Mm -hmm. thinking that we might be able to bring the kids out inside that. But one by one, all these plans just fell away uh, for one reason or another until we realised that the only possible option was the diving plan.
0: And of course, the very tragic death of the uh, Thai Navy Seal. What type of impact did that have on the operation?
3: Well, that actually happened a few hours before we arrived. Mm. And it was, you know, although it was a tragedy in some ways, that was a little bit unsurprising to us because mm. as good as these Thai Navy Seal divers were, I mean, they're all combat trained and and really good in the water but they're not trained cave divers and they don't have any experience diving in these sort of overhead conditions and it's a really hostile environment unless you've got the specific skills that are needed to deal with that so It was a little bit unsurprising, and after Saman's death, all diving in the cave by non-cave divers was shut down, and they were all withdrawn. So that did give us a free run to get in and do what we needed to do.
1: Australians of the year, <laughs> yes. cave divers, yep. anaesthetists, vets, they, they are a bit of everything, all Aussie All-round humble. From way back, uh, Craig Challen and Richard Harris. Gentlemen, first of all, thank you so much for your time this morning. Mm. And second of all, thanks again. I mean, no, it's not like I was a parent of any of the kids, but no. thank you for what you did. That was really, really
3: cool. Well, Thank you very much. I really enjoyed talking to you. Kristen and Knight for
0: Breakfast on Mix 106.3. Mate, you've never told me this
1: story. No, because it's in the box. It's in the box, of course. I had to take it out of the box to tell you the story, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. No. Uh, It's it's supposed to stay in the box. Mm. Because here's the thing, and this is a story that I think my mum, who who is no doubt listening right now, will have also put in the box. Because it involves both of us. Oh, God. Um, Many, many thousands of years ago in her former life, Um, my mum literally walked into my bedroom, like opened the bedroom door while I was in there with an ex-girlfriend of mine mm. and let's just say... Um, you were very busy. We were we were very busy. We, we were doing some homework. Maybe you could What's call that? it that.
0: <laughs> and I So looked, had you only just started? Had you just got out your pens and um, pencils oh, and your pads of paper no, or we were you sort of halfway we through? halfway through. Okay.
1: You know, we got yep. up to the algebra part. I think is where we were up to, uh, furiously <laughs> studying. Yep. Um, I looked over at mum. She looked at me. We made eye contact, and my mum's response was, as only my mum could, she said, and I quote, "Oh," and then just walked back <laughs> out and shut the door.
0: Have you ever? No. Never, you've never spoken about it. M- m- we no. Never spoken about. Not you know a what? word. Put it back in the box.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back and then the fire the box into the sun. <laughs> Why am I traumatised? It's why we have boxes. Kristen and Nige for breakfast on Mix 106.3. Our Chief Minister, Andrew Barr, prepares to get married for mm. the second time. Yeah. But for the first time properly here mm. in Australia. On the 20th anniversary. Of his original marriage mm. to his partner, which is just fantastic. And we thought off the back of that it would be a cool idea to throw the phones open. 624 Let's find uh, Cam- the, the couple that's been married for the longest amount yes. of time. Yes,
0: figure out what your secret is.
1: Yeah, that's the key. You've got to, you, how do you last yes. that amount of time in a marriage is the question. Dino from Egan's, Uh how long have your oldies been together, mate?
3: They've been married 54 years this year, November. 54
1: years!
0: Good evening,
1: Dino. Oh, dude. Yep. Now, the big question, in your humble opinion from mm-hmm. observation, what is the secret to a long and happy marriage. But don't you dare say, oh, it's good communication, because no one cares about
3: no. that. No, no. Uh, uh, communication, you mean fighting. But no, <laughs> no. <laughs> they um, they were married after only knowing each other for six weeks, so I reckon that that might be a trick. It's Like really? getting married quickly, I think. Back in the day, though, I think yeah. four years ago, that's... Uh, Something they used to do, I suppose. That's an interesting wow. point because
1: you're right, Dino. A lot, of, a lot of people do get, or did back in the day, get married after a very short period of time. Yes.
0: And the majority of them are still together. Yes. Right,
3: yeah. Maybe it takes so
0: 15, think, 15 years just to get to know someone.
3: Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking, maybe. Now now they feel like cat and dog, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but once you're at that point, you know, it's, it's, it's too much of a
1: hassle to get out of it, isn't it, really?
3: It's funny to watch. It's kind of like uh, everybody loves Raymond,
1: sort of thing. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, there's a lot of love underneath all the yeah, screaming.
1: I'm sure there, there always there is. is.
0: Thanks, Dino. Get <laughs>
1: on your Dino. Uh, now okay. let's see how we go. Louise from Chapman. Mm. The current beat is 54 years. Do we have ah. any advance on 54 years? You, I don't know why I'm yeah. talking about like that. No, your that's your a good parents?
0: One. How many? 64. 64. Oh, 64. Okay. Really, 65 in February. Now, Louise, what's the secret? Oh.
2: I think in that generation, they honoured their vows. It really has been, you know, richer, poorer, in sickness and in health. Yeah. They just, you know, they were brought up like that. And they both got dementia. And um, occasionally I put them in respite because I need a break. And I tell them... Please put them in the same room mm. because they fret without one another and they, they do. They found mum and dad in the same single bed one night and dad will go oh. looking. I need to see my wife Is she okay. Oh, oh Louise. Yeah. Oh, just, I know I'm going to cry now too because it's just beautiful. They really do love each other.
0: Oh, yeah, Louise. See, that is standing. beautiful. And you know what? Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And no, i am I'm really glad that they still have each other as well, you know.
2: Me too. The other thing is, my dad for years and years and years has always gone for a walk around the block or whatever, but he's always, always brought mum home a flower.
0: Always, just one flower. <sighs> Louise. Yes. You've done it. <laughs> you've done yes. it. You know what? Sometimes it's just the simple things, right? That's just how the it's simple done. Things, and you yes. know what that is? Yep. That is doesn't matter where I go, I'm still thinking of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Damn it, Louise. Oh, Louise. That's for that's the third time this year I've had what they call feelings. Yep. <laughs> and I don't like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Louise wins Wednesday.
1: Oh. oh. See, we live in a world now where as soon as you're mildly unhappy with something, you dispose of it.
0: Yeah, of course. Yep. But
1: back in those days, no. bring home a flower.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And well, you made a promise. Oh. You made a promise all
1: right you need to shut up I'm this is getting weird Kristen and nights for breakfast
0: on mix 106.3.